You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You're welcome to church this morning. I welcome you. In the name of the great and mighty one. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. I welcome you. I welcome you. Welcome you all. Wonderful. Jesus is Lord. Amen. And I welcome Ruth and Martin from every nation, London. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. How many people have been enjoying their time of prayer, fasting? Have you been enjoying it? Have you had grace? Much grace. Amen. Has the body been subdued? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. One of the reasons why we fast, it's good because it subdues the body. The body, that's where um, the sinful nature expresses itself from there. So when you fast, it's not just going without food. It's time also to feed your spirit. It's time to feed your soul. It's time to engage the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to get hold of the Lord and experience Him in a deeper way. Sometimes we struggle with certain weaknesses because our flesh is too strong. That's why. So one of the ways you discipline your flesh is by fasting. Some of the appetites you struggle with is because your flesh is strong. But when you feed your spirit more than your flesh, then what's going to happen is that your, your spirit becomes stronger. And so the flesh is forced into submission. God's plan is for the flesh to be a servant, a slave of the spirit, not for the flesh to rule. You get my point? Yeah. And isn't it interesting that the fall of man had to do with food? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a food matter. Yeah. So many people are still falling today because they cannot restrain that appetite so fasting helps you it's actually for your good i know your body screams so loud it cries no don't haven't you noticed that sometimes you can spend the whole day without eating and you don't even feel it but the day you say i want to fast 
How many people have experienced that? Yeah, that's right. The day you say, I want to fast, whew, the body rebels. It says, no, 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 don't do that to me. Please, please, don't. Be merciful to me. <laughs> so you need to say, hush. And after some time, and that's why when you fast for some days, the, the, the beginning is usually rough. Because the body is kicking tantrums and, you know. But after some time, it is beaten to sub, subjection. And then it becomes submissive. And whatever you say, you say, yes, sir. Yes, madam. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's a good thing. Don't someone say fasting is good for you. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my, oh my. I don't know about you. I was just in one zone there with that song. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I pray, oh God, that you will speak this morning. Anoint these lips of clay. Speak through me. Don't just challenge us, but change us. Lord, we're not here for information. We're here to encounter you. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would move in every heart, every soul, every life that will listen to me. Let them not hear my voice, but let them hear your voice. Let them not hear my words, but let them hear your word. Holy Spirit, thank you. Because you are here to make the word of God real. The living word. Let it come alive in every heart. Lord, my God, let Jesus be glorified. Let the enemy be terrified. And let your people be edified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to the Father. Glory to the Son. Glory to the Holy Spirit. So, we're looking at, we've been... Uh, last week, we started talking about preparing for wonders. All right? Are you ready to encounter the God of wonders? Do you want to? Or maybe I should ask, do you want to encounter the God of wonders? I mean, you've been set apart. Why do you think you're being set apart? It's not just to create an exclusive club. That's not the purpose. He set us apart because he wants to do a work. He wants to show his wonders. 
He wants to show his greatness. He wants to show his almightiness. And he can only do that through a set apart people. Do you understand? Amen. Yeah. So, but sometimes we make the mistake of just pursuing wonders. Although the wonders are great. But I want the God of the wonders. Yeah. I want to encounter the God of wonders. Because when I do, my life will never be the same. When I do, everyone connected to me will never be the same. Do you get my point? Yeah. And so, let's look at Acts chapter 7. Let's start from there and see how the Lord will lead us. Acts chapter 7. From verse 2. This is Stephen addressing the religious leaders of the day. You know, Stephen was the first person to be killed in the early church, you know, after Pentecost. Look at what, look at what he says. He says, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran. I want you to notice, we say the God of what? The God of glory. The God of glory appeared to our Father. I, I like that. I like the way Stephen captured this. The God of glory. It matters the kind of encounter you have. Do you understand? Right here in this verse, he's telling us the kind of encounter that Abraham had. His encounter was with the God of glory. It was with the God of glory. Because God is, is so massive and he can Reveal himself in different ways. In fact, the Bible shows us that God reveals himself in different ways. Amen? Yeah. For example, to 
to Gideon, his encounter with God was different. Amen? And so, he got a different revelation. And which one did he encounter? Bible students, come on. Don't let me down. Jehovah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're starting Bible school again. <laughs> we're starting again. Those of you that went through Bible school, you are coming back. We're starting afresh. <laughs> From year one. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Is he not... It, is he not the one that, that got the revelation of Jehovah Shalom? Huh? Yeah, so his encounter was with the God of peace. You understand? Yeah. So David had his own. David had multiple. Moses had these as well. So, however God reveals himself is what he imparts into your life. So every encounter you have comes with certain deposits. Do you get my point? So when he appeared to Abraham, he appeared to Abraham as the God of glory. So he imparted glory into Abraham. Glory entered into Abraham because he came as the God of glory. And when the God of glory came to Abraham, Abraham could not be the same. And verse 3 says, and he said to him, get out of your country from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. So, you know, Abraham, I'm now creating an entire race through you. So come out. Set apart. Somebody says set apart. So God was setting Abraham apart. He was setting him apart. He says, get out of your country. Get out. Get out. And I'm telling you, God is still telling people to get out today. Yeah. He's still calling them out. He's still setting them apart. And he's setting you apart. Maybe it might not be in the same way as Abraham. But it's the same principle. Amen? It's the same principle. So he's setting you apart. Why? Because he wants to do wonders in your life. He wants to do wonders in your life. And if you read Genesis chapter 12, you see there that God says to him that he is going to make him a nation. Imagine God saying to somebody, I will make you a nation. 
A whole nation just out of one person. How do you do that? That's a wonder. That's a wonder. Yeah. So, God, why can't you just do it in Mesopotamia, where Abraham was? At least he's connected to his family and everyone. Huh? I mean, I see how some of you have withdrawal symptoms when you, 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 you don't go home for some months. Uh, when you don't go to Limpopo, it's like, ah, something is not right. <laughs> so if you have to spend six months without going to Limpopo, it's like there's a problem. There's a crisis. <laughs> yeah? Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. You know? <laughs> but God was telling Abraham, get out, out. Far away, far away. Get out from. He's setting Abraham apart because of what he wants to do in his life. So God sets you apart because of what he wants to do. He's not setting you apart to punish you. Are you following me? Yeah. Somebody says to me, I mean, I've had that question several times. Do you miss, do you miss, um, do you miss home? I said, no, I don't. And they can't understand. Yeah, okay. There are some people I wish I could see, but I don't. Why? Because when we met, my wife and I, the, one of the decisions we made is that the will of God is going to be home. Wherever God wants us, that's where it's going to be home. So I've not, in my mind, not even thought of a different home. Hallelujah. Somebody says, set apart. Yeah, that will be a crisis to some people. Some people after that will go through therapy and will need to be helped. But Abraham could not fulfill destiny in Mesopotamia. Why? Because when you read the book of Joshua, Joshua tells you, uh, tells you the kind of place that Abraham came out of. Why is that in Joshua? Yes. Let me see. In Joshua, Joshua tells us, he gives us some insight. And then you see why God needed to set Abraham apart. He was, because his, 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 his family was sold out to idolatry. I'm trying to remember the verse now. It's Joshua 24. Where is that? Somebody help me. Yes. I have 23, 24, somewhere. Okay. Where Joshua talks about Abraham being. 
24 from verse 2. Thank you. All right. Joshua 24, 2. All right. Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side in old times, and they served other gods. Can you see that? So the father of Abraham was an idolater. He served other gods. And when you look at the life of Abraham, you see that Abraham was very attached to his father. Hallelujah. So I'm sure, well, I'm just, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I'm, I'm just imagining Abraham after his encounter with God. He goes and tells his father, God, Daddy, the God of glory has appeared to me. He says, A.B., are you all right? <laughs> what other God are you talking about? They served other gods. They were idol worshippers. Some of us have been delivered from idol worship, but we want to still go back to it. Say, oh, you know, every, every year we have to go and do this, whatever, you know. I don't know, you know better. Hmm? No, in our family, we, have, we always do this. So we have, we have to do this ritual. Come on. To who? To who? Is, is that a, to the God of glory? The God of wonders? No, to who? They say, oh no, well, you're African, so you must not... You must not... Forsake your roots. God set Abraham apart from his roots. Come on. Yeah. So sometimes we need to be set apart from our roots. In order to be able to encounter God. In order to be able to walk with God. Because sometimes some roots are too strong. Some roots are too strong, you know. So Abraham, Abraham's roots were too strong. God knew that if I leave him there, it's not going to happen. So the best thing, let me take him out to a place and form a nation. Use him to start a nation. And from that nation, I, was, I will start a tribe. And from that tribe, I will get a family. And from that family, I will bring my son. You see? 
that could not be fulfilled in Mesopotamia or in Ur of the Chaldeans. That's where you have modern day Iraq, that side. And God said, no, leave that place. Why? Because those guys used to worship the stars. They used to worship the elements. But God, the creator of the elements, appeared to Abraham. So some people, they've encountered Christ, but yet they want to go and do cleansing. There's this cleansing. There's this special cleansing. I have to go home and do some. What is that? Touch someone say, what is that? <laughs> who is cleansing who? You are supposed to go and cleanse them. <laughs> you have encountered the God of glory. You have met with the God of wonders. Hallelujah. So you go there and cleanse them, not to go and now get, get yourself stained with so-called whatever. Hmm? I am an African, but I refuse to be contaminated. Do you understand? I refuse without apologies. No apologies. I don't apologize for it. There are certain things I just say no. It's not going to happen. You can throw tantrums, you can do whatever, it's not going to happen. In this house, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you need to make a decision who you're going to serve. All right? I'm not saying you shouldn't go home, okay? Don't, you can go to Eastern Cape, Limpopo, KZN, wherever it is. But be wise when you go there. If you don't understand something, ask questions. Say, what is the meaning of this? Then when they tell you, they say, oh, okay, it's not for me. What? Everybody in this family has to go through that. No, no, no. Or when you just have a baby, they say, you need to come and introduce the baby to their ancestors. What is that? Are you going to do that to your child? A child that has come, you now want to go and get the child into bondage before he even starts growing up. Is that what you want to do? Then after when he grows up, he will look, you are trying to deliver the child, cast out this, cast out that, and you wonder where it came from. It's those things. Hmm. Okay. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Turn to someone and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So the God of glory appeared to Abraham and set him apart because he wanted to do a great work through him. Whenever God sets somebody apart, it's because of what he wants to do. He wants to reveal himself. He wants to reveal his power. That's why as we were singing that song, Great Are You, Lord. I was in tears because, I, I mean, I could just... It was overwhelming to me because I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't even articulate my feelings to God. His greatness needs to be seen in your life. His wonders must be seen in your life this year. Amen. But you need to know how to live your life. Don't keep going back to what he has set you apart from. Don't. But maintain that spirit of holiness that has been imparted to you. Amen. Why? Because God wants to do wonders among you. He said to Joshua to tell the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Yeah. You see, sanctify yourselves. The word to sanctify means to set apart. It means to set apart. So set yourself apart. Why? Because God wants to do wonders. He wants to do wonders among you. So that's the purpose of being set apart. It's not to create an exclusive club. Do you understand? Yeah, it's not to develop a holier than thou mentality. But it is because God, the God of wonders, wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in your family. He wants to do something in your community. He wants to do something in your nation. Hallelujah. So if God can set Abraham apart, and then from one man, he formed a nation. And from that nation, he chose the tribe of Judah. And from the tribe of Judah, he chose the house of, of, of Jesse, the house of David. And from the house of David, he chose the Messiah. You see the benefits of being set apart. Abraham didn't, in his wildest imagination, expect what God said to him to unfold like that. And now look at you and I. How many people are children of Abraham here? How many children of Abraham do we have? Come on, wave your hands. Children of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you get to heaven, 
Abraham will, will look, he will welcome you. He will say, my daughter. And he will call you by name. And he will say, welcome. You can't say, oh, Abraham, no. How do you know me? No, I know you. Jesus told me about you. Hallelujah. So don't be too attached to your root. Naturally, that you miss your root spiritually. Do you get my point? Yeah. Why? Because your natural root ends here. Your spiritual root is for eternity. Now, I'm not saying you should dishonor your root. Please don't do that. It's not wise to do that. But know where each root belongs. Amazing. So, God needed to detach Abraham. He needed to separate Abraham. So that the influences of his immediate family, the idolatry, and who knows? Who knows if his family was a priesthood family for the idols? Yeah. So some of you are from a priesthood family of the whatever. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine, you know, when we were being, those days, my uh, high school days, we were being radical together for Jesus. And uh, his dad, his dad one day called a family meeting and then they had a, the priest. They have their own priest. Okay, So the priest came and they were going to perform a ritual. Why? Because the father's business wasn't doing well. And uh, they told the father that for your business to do well, you have to perform this because the gods are not happy with you. You have ignored them. Because uh, they, they used to live in the States and then they came, came back to Africa and the father set up this powerful business that was supposed to do incredible things. And the thing just got grounded. And so he wanted it to be resurrected. And then, so he had to go to the priest and the priest came to the house. And this priest... Part of that ritual, the firstborn has to pour a certain libation on his father's head and say certain things. Okay? So it's amazing. Africa has interesting things. Don't do someone say, Africa has interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere you have their own <laughs> interesting things. Imagine. The firstborn has to pour something on his father's head, and this this thing they've spoke, they use it for uh, some incantations and all of that. 
and the, fa- the boy looks at the, looks at the father and says, Dad, I'm so sorry. I- I'm not going to do it. He said his father knelt down and was saying, Please, my son, do this for me. I'm, I'm not going to ask you for anything else. Just this, this one thing. He says, No, I'm not going to do it. And, he talk, and the father is in tears. And the rest of the family is looking at my friend and they say, why won't you? I don't want to call his name in case he listens to this message. I <laughs> said, why, why can't you just do it? It's just a simple thing. Just do it. And the father says, just do it once. I'm not going to ask you again for the rest of your life. He says, no. Jesus is my Lord. And he won't allow me to do that. And he says, can't you see the problem I'm in? This is the solution to the problem. He says, dad, you need Jesus. You don't need this nonsense. (laughs) And the dad says, from today... You are no more my son. The father disowned him from that day. And the boy walked out of that place. So from that time, the father stopped paying his school fees, stopped. (laughs) Just stopped. (laughs) And, uh, but the guy says, he says, he said to his father, if you, if you disown me, my heavenly father will not disown me. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's someone who has chosen to remain set apart. He has been set apart by the blood of Jesus. But these guys want to suck him back in to where he was set apart from. And he says, no. Mm. He says, if you disown me and you refuse to pay my fees, my heavenly father will not disown me and he will look after me. That's what he told his dad. And you know what? To cut the long story short, after we finished, I mean, he went through a lot of persecution. Fortunately for him, his mother was born again. So the mother was always encouraging him. Thank God for born again mothers. That's why fathers must be born again. So they don't make dumb decisions. Okay. So all fathers in the house, God bless you. Celebrate you. But to cut the long story short, do you know what? This, this guy got a scholarship to the States and he was adopted by family in the U.S. Who now paid for his education. Still in the States. Sometimes I chat with him. He's doing well. So what happened to your father? It says, he eventually got born again. (laughs) Amen. 
Because when he saw the wonders of God in the life of his son who chose to remain set apart. And then the god Zygi, that's the name of their idol, Zygi. Have you heard of such a name? Zygi. The idol failed. So, but I don't know about you. Abraham's encounter was with the God of glory. And if you see his life, you see glory throughout his life. Glory. And now, he has received many sons in glory. Hallelujah. He's receiving sons and daughters in glory. Because it started with an encounter with the God of glory. So, so, for the rest of our time praying, I want you to press in to encounter the God of wonders. Amen. So, because when you meet him, when you experience him, that's what will be coming out of your life. You don't struggle. If you look at Exodus chapter 3, you see there, Moses, Moses had an encounter with God. He had a burning bush experience. And up till today, we're still talking about this experience that Moses had. Verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sign. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. <clears throat> Say set apart. <clears throat> so God was saying, this ground has already been set apart. This ground has been set apart, Moses, to initiate you into <laughs> a life of wonders. Hmm. Yeah. And let's read on. He says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. You see, the same God now appears to Moses. In this burning bush experience. And whenever you have an encounter. There is usually some impartations. That take place in your life. 
And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look up to God. Let's keep going. And the Lord said, I have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hittites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. So you see here, let's just pause here. We'll continue a bit. Um, okay. Let's just pause here. All right. So you see here that this encounter was to send Moses to go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was like a deity. Do you get me? He was a wicked king. And he saw himself as God. And remember that Moses had run away. He ran away from Egypt. And now he's been, it's been 40 years since he ran away. And now God is sending him back. But God didn't just send him. God gave him an encounter. Amen. He had been set apart. He had been set apart for so long. He has learned servitude or servanthood, let me say. He has learned to serve his father-in-law. He has learned to look after sheep. He has learned to defend the sheep. He has learned to feed the sheep. He has learned so many skills. Some of the skills that he did not learn from the University of Egypt. The Ivy League University of Egypt. He did, I mean, he learned a lot of great things because he was being prepared as a prince. But now he ran away and God is giving him a new set of skills. Skills that he would need to lead a nation. All because of God's promise to Abraham. God needs to fulfill his promise. And so he encounters Moses. And he imparts into Moses. The ability. To bring down a whole nation. Just that this experience. Put into, into Moses everything he needed. One encounter. Putting to him everything he needed. 
to walk in wonders. But he first had to meet the God of wonders. Yeah. You understand? He first had to meet the God of wonders. I will recommend to you that you meet the God of wonders. That's more superior than just experiencing wonders. You get my point? Experience the God of wonders. And then wonders will flow out of your life like a river. Your life will now become a living wonder. So, my people, let's pursue God. Seek God. Be hungry for more of Him. Don't be satisfied with His miracles. Although, enjoy them, but let them not satisfy you. Amen? Yeah. Let them not satisfy you. I mean, wonders make me excited. Miracles excite me. I love hearing mind-blowing testimonies. Jaw-dropping testimonies. And we need them. In fact, they are coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I've already started hearing some amazing stories. Some amazing testimonies. Between the start of the year already. It's already started. Don't someone say it has started. It has started. Yeah. So there's going to be lots of it. But I am recommending to you to go to the God of wonders. Say, Lord, these remaining 14 days, I want to know you as the God of wonders. How about that? Yeah. Reveal yourself to me as the God of wonders. Yeah. I know you have revealed yourself to me as a savior. I'm grateful for that. You have revealed yourself to me as Jehovah Nicodesh, the one that sanctified me and set me apart. Thank you for that. But now I want to know you as the God of wonders. Will you do that? Yeah. So we're going to be praying. We've been, we've been praying. We've been having lots of time praying. And God is... How many people can sense a shift? Yes? Yeah. So we pray 6 o'clock in the morning. 9 o'clock we're here with some people. Praying. Let me see. Those people, my 9 o'clock group, come on. Raise your hands. Whoo, hallelujah. Yeah, these guys, what they're getting, you, you, I mean, you need to be jealous of them. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> it's a holy jealousy. <laughs> yeah. So there is that, and then we are praying here by 6.30. And then we have the altar by 11 p.m. to the God of wonders. We erected an altar to the God of wonders. And we are there every day, every day, praying and praying. We want to encounter.
encounter. We want to experience. We want to interact, intermingle with the God of wonders. So that our lives can be a living wonder. Don't be left behind. Okay? Don't be left behind. My time is up. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you glory and honor. Thank you. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you for what you are doing in our hearts. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let your people know you as the God of wonders. Let them know you, Lord God. Reveal yourself to each and every one. Reveal yourself to each and every one. You have set us apart. Now we want to encounter you. We want to experience your power. We want to experience your glory. My Lord and my God. We want to know how it feels to encounter the God of wonders. Give us, each and every one of us, our own experiences with the God of wonders. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just take a moment. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Just pray for a moment. Come on. Talk to the Lord. Yes. The God of wonders. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. God of wonders, reveal yourself to your people. Reveal yourself to each and every one. Reveal yourself to each and every one, Lord. Let not one person remain the same. Encounters that will change the world. Give them encounters that will change the world through them. Use them to change the world. Use them to change their communities. Use them, oh Lord, to change their families. Lord God, encounters that will break, break the power of idolatry. Destroy, destroy every satanic altar. My God, use them, oh God, I pray. My Lord and my God. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. What a wonder. Mighty God. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Now, if you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. You want to get born again, maybe... Or if you want to make a fresh start, maybe you should be born again, but you drifted away and you want, you want to make a fresh start. Just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody? And also those watching online. 
Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I confess with my mouth his Lordship over my life. Jesus, make me a brand new person. Give me a new heart. A heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you by faith. I put my trust in you for salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I pray. Everyone that has prayed this prayer, Lord, I ask for your kingdom to come upon them in the name of Jesus. Let the reality of the new creation, oh, Father, dawn upon them. Lord God, I break the power of sin. I break every curse upon their lives in the name of Jesus. And I say, Lord God, I say, oh, Father God, that they from now uh, receive into your kingdom. Declare their sins forgiven, even according to your word, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Give them the joy of salvation. Let them experience you. Let them encounter you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.